Hello everyone and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having our usual stroll in the hills today. Super hot. I did wonder if we were being a bit silly coming up here because it is really roasting. But up here there is actually a really rather delightful cool breeze. So we're sitting on a rock at the moment, pondering the day, the brightness of the day and what podcast we're going to do. This has arisen from a conversation I had with a friend earlier on today. So this is a bit different to what we've been doing before. So I'm going to hand this over to my actual husband. Yes, he is. Here he is, Dr. Yates. Thank you, Anna. (laughs) Wife of mine. Uh, well, earlier on today, you had a conversation over the telephone with, with your friend, and they were asking you about some Buddhist meditations or something they were interested in, and going through the kind of pondering that you do when you when you, you think, well, shall I get involved with this? Shall I get involved with these people and all the rest of it? You know, people who teach this stuff, they don't like amateurs like like me um, commenting on it you know but uh, I'm, I'm going to nevertheless in quite an unscrupulous way I'm going to just be pr- pretty selective uh, and just read a couple of passages from uh, a text uh, translated by Robert Thurman a Tibetologist of some fame it's actually a, a chapter in his, his translation of the Tibetan Book of the Dead it's chapter 8, and it's called The Natural Liberation Through Naked Vision, Identifying the Intelligence. It's a chapter title. Yeah, and I'm not going to... Um, that's the title of the text the naked, uh, that, that he's, uh, he's, he's going to translate. I mean, he described this text as um, The Naked Vision. He described this text as providing a summary of the philosophical and contemplative doctrines of the Great Perfection considered the supreme and highest tantra in the Nyingma order and foundational in the teachings of the Book of Natural Liberation. I'm jumping in a little way in, in in the uh, the section that seems to be about the, the method. Here we go. To introduce the forceful method to enter this very reality, your own awareness right now is just this. It's being just this uncontrived natural clarity. Why do you say, I don't understand the nature of the mind, as here there is nothing to meditate upon. In just this uninterrupted, in just this uninterrupted clarity intelligence, why do you say, I don't see the actuality of the mind, since the thinker in the mind is just it. Why do you say, even searching I can't find it, since here there is nothing to be done. Why do you say, Whatever I do, I don't succeed, as it is sufficient to stay put, uncontrived. Why do you say I can't stay still, as it is all right to be content with inaction? Why do you say I'm not able to do it, since clear, aware and void are automatically indivisible? Why do you say practice is not effective, since it is natural, spontaneous, free of cause and condition? Why do you say... Seeking, it cannot be found. Since thought and natural liberation are simultaneous, why do you say remedies are impotent? Since your very intelligence is just this, why do you say I do not know this? 
And you can see what's going on here now. I'm just departing from the text, you know. This is this kind of direct point into the, uh, the space of our awareness itself. And if you listen over our podcast whenever we consider yoga, Patanjali, De- uh, or uh, Lao Tzu, we're always pointing as often as we can, you know, to, to what I always say, well, just this, you know, just, just the, 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 um, the ongoing flux of experience, the mandala of, of time, moving from tiny moment to tiny moment to tiny moment, the, the river of your experience. But that is it, that is it. It's not as though we're seeking a beyond of, to this. It's not as though we're hoping to sort of break through, uh, use uh, some portal into another dimension where all, all the wisdom has to be found. It's not as though we have to dive very, very deep into some primordial pit or pond and, uh, to find some essence, some pearl in it. This teaching just says, well, this is it, this is it. I, I subscribe to that idea obviously, and I don't think it's difficult. I don't think this method that I've just read out is in any way difficult. It's not difficult. It's elusive because of how easy it is. And you'll hear me say this when I talk about the Tao. Well, why can't we be aligned with the Tao? Because it's too easy, not because it's too hard. It's, all, it's almost as though, well, you want to say to people that, that, that keep saying, well, I can't do it, I can't do it, I don't know what you're on about. You say, well... There's nothing to be done. You can't do it because there's nothing to be done. You can't see it. Well, you know, your eyeballs can't see themselves. <laughs> it's not a question of seeing it even. So it's elusive. This thing's elusive, but it's not difficult. There's a bit more, a little bit further on. I'm going to re- read it and ju- because it simply reinforces what, what I've just said. Quote, be sure mind's nature is groundless voidness. Your mind is insubstantial like empty space. Like it or not, look at your own mind. Not fastening to the view of annihilative voidness. Be sure spontaneous wisdom has always been clear. Spontaneous in itself like the essence of the sun. Like it or not, look at your own mind. Be sure that intelligent wisdom is uninterrupted like a continuous current of a river. Like it or not, look at your own mind. Be sure it will not be known by thinking various reasons. Its movement, insubstantial like breezes in the sky. Like it or not, look at your own mind. Be sure that what appears is your own perception. Appearance is natural perception like like a reflection in a mirror. Like it or not, look at your own mind. Be sure that all signs are liberated on the spot self-originated, self-delivered like clouds in the sky. Like it or not, look at your own mind. So, I'll, I'll uh, end that quote. And Again, it's the other same point being reiterated. This is it. This, just this. Exactly this. Not this on a good day. Not this on a bad day. Not this when you've had the blessing from the Guru. Not this when you've necked five tabs of acid. Not this when you've said your 108,000 million trillion mantras and done your 78 million trillion Surya Namaskars or what the fucking hell you've been doing. But just this, just this, just this now.
is it. It's the, the, the very reason the Buddha smiled is just this. And you have it. You have it already. It's not a matter of perfection. It's not a matter of morality. Just this, the flow, the flow of life. The, uh, the notice, the flow. I say the flow of life. This is not some stasis achieved, some static hyper-reality behind the, the, the turmoil and the turbulence and the movement of, of ordinary existence. It's not that. Notice that the, uh, the author of this wonderful text is telling you that it's, everything is flowing, that it's in the flow, it's in the midst of the flow. It's not attempting to bring it into some kind of static, unchangingness. And uh, this, this is what it means in, in, in this phrase, you know, be sure, be sure, this is what this phrase means, be sure that intelligent wisdom is un uninterrupted like a continuous current of a river. The wisdom itself is a flow, as is the life itself is a flow, and the wisdom and the life are not two. This is very much a very profound not-to teaching, you know. And... Go for it. There's no need to get tangled up in any of the shit that's been hawked in the fucking marketplaces. Live your life. Be aware. Notice this is kind of strangely called the forceful method. It isn't really forceful. It's, um... But it's very immediate and very direct. I mean, some pundits will say to you, it's so direct that if you, if you encounter it without any preparation, you'll go completely insane. There might be something in that. I don't know. But you, if you talk about this with people, you know, disciples, they very often say, oh, yes, that's a higher teaching. We've got to do all this stuff first, you know. But that's not what the teaching is. The teaching is, is that this is available to you now. It might ask you to be a bit brave, but there it is. So I'm going to just read, read off, uh, read another little bit, which I think we can put a line under it with this. This brilliant, thingless, now-awareness, just this is the pinnacle of all views, this non-perceiving, universal, total freedom. Just this is the pinnacle of all meditations, this uncontrived, relaxed approach to life. Just this is the pinnacle of all conduct, this unsought, primal, effortless achievement. Just this is the pinnacle of accomplishments. So I'm not going to quote any more from it now. In fact, I'm going to put the book away. All, all of the world's great spiritual teachings actually end up at, at a point rather like this. You, know, you see it in Zen. Bodhidharma was presented with the severed arm of the, of the, the first patriarch, or what it, the first Chinese patriarch. And he was so desperate to get Bodhidharma to pay him some attention, he chopped his arm off and presented it as a token of his sincerity and his seeking, the desperation of his seeking. You know, don't get that level of devotion anymore, do we? You haven't had no. a severed arm for years. No, it's been some time. Um, <laughs> uh, and... So he, uh, Bodhidharma had been facing the wall for seven years in, at the back of a cave. And somebody, somebody had once asked him what he was doing there. And he said, I'm listening to the ants screaming. 
<laughs> She's the kind of guy he was. He was complete. He just said that to, to really freak the person out, didn't he? Yeah, he was just... He was just he was <laughs> Naughty. Just, he was just a fucking nutter. And, um, <laughs> anyway, he said, he said, he said to the, uh, the guy with, the, uh, with his arms kind of like drip, dripping, you know, and he said, well, OK, you've got my attention. What do you want? Ask me the question. He said, Master, Master, please help me. I cannot pacify my mind. And Body Dharma said, OK, uh, bring me your mind and I will pacify it for you. And the guy with the, with the stump where his arm used to be said, But Master, I cannot find my mind to bring it to you. And Body Dharma says, There, I've pacified your mind then. <laughs> Anyway, that moment, his mind, uh, the guy, the, the guy, obviously he was pr- probably in shock, but uh, he was instantly enlightened. You know, enlightenment is in- instant. It's always, always instant. Forget this gradual shit, you know. But do not chop your arm off. And the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, you know, you can say this, the, 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 the resemblance. I mean, these, these are pretty well the same, the same teaching. I mean, people get very technical about the differences between this and the same Mahamudra, which again points at the same thing. It comes, just it kind of curves round at it, and this it curves round. You know, they're both very, very direct teachings, but you can get like great, great tomes and discourses about the, the subtle differences between them. You know, I know, but I mean. How, how, te- how technical do you need to get? You know, and it, how, how, how do you, you see, people love this thing to be difficult. They want it to be difficult because you you, you you couldn't have any kind of dopamine hit if it was easy, right? You couldn't have any sense of achievement. You, you couldn't build your ego. If you've achieved something amazingly difficult, you can kind of attach that achievement to your ego, boost your ego, fortify your ego. Maybe, maybe. Give yourself a palliative to some of the pains of ego. I mean, an ego ego is by definition just is a pain because it has to be defended day and night. Yeah, it's like a fortress and under siege for a lifetime. Not fun. So uh, we will we, we will seek any palliative for that pain, and one of them is to feel as though we've achieved something spiritual and very very worthy of the highest value. And that entails a lot of difficulty, and that, that is why we get the phenomenon in inverted comma spiritual circles of asceticism. And every world spiritual tradition and religion is, 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 ends up being entangled with asceticism, self-torture, self attempts to overcome self, the self, you know. Wanting to, wanting to be sort of completely impervious to kind of sexual urges or or hunger, or physical pain, wanting to be somehow like not attached, governed by, or attached to the body, the body, the human body, and all its physicality, and its, its vulnerability to suffering and pain and disease, and, and of course, inevitably uh, ending with, with death. You know, we love it to be fucking difficult. I mean... Nietzsche was the the best analyst, to my mind, of asceticism, you know, and and figuring out how it works. And he said that the Earth is an ascetic star. You know, if the aliens came and they visited Earth, they'd say, my God, they're a bunch of ascetics. It's dominated our our kind of traditions of um, 
self-exploration, you might say, and um, uh, and, and self-cultivation and self-creation forever, forever and ever and ever. You know, Christ- Christianity's got it, Buddhism's got it, Islam's got it, even Taoism has it. You know, where 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 there is a definite attempt, at least on the part of Chang Tzu and Lao Tzu, to sort of not particularly go down that uh, avenue, you know. And then, of course, you, you you can get the reaction to asceticism in in some kind of like license, and you, you can get sort of like sort of half-baked ideas about about tantra being some kind of like complete license, you know, or um, some 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 kind of you know, mirror image uh, count, counter pure opposite to to asceticism. And you can get that as well, and it ends up becoming its own asceticism, you know. So, but the, this teaching, it's, that, 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 that doesn't figure in it at all. So it's, the, the life that you're, you're living and leading in all its passions and all its pains and all its joys and all its ordinary detail is completely, completely already enlightened consciousness itself. I mean, one, one, one Zen, Zen master said... Um, you know, somebody said, "Well, what, what, what is the Tao?" Meaning, like, you know, the enlightened condition. And, and, and he said, "Oh, it's just your everyday mind. Just your everyday mind. Nobody likes that because they want it to be difficult." And, and all the conversations I've had, I've had like with disciples of, uh, uh, you know, who are sort of like formally embedded in in, in this tradition, will we'll, we'll twist and turn. They'll, they'll fight you to the death. They cut your throat rather than when you keep saying, "But." Doesn't the text say that this is it? You know, and they've got all these elaborate things that they have to do, that they've decided to, to, to discipline themselves with, and all, all all these all these caveats and all these provisos and all these conditions. You know, oh, well, we can do, that's a very, that's a higher teacher. We can do that when we've when we've learned to put our head up our arse, which takes forty years. And when we've done that, then we'll be able to go and get the you know, the, the, the great liberation through the natural mind or whatever the guy calls it, you know, the, the naked vision revealing the intelligence, you know. So, you listen to our uh, Lao Tzu stuff, you, I mean, it's, it, it, this, it, it's a, the, way, the way I understand it is very similar to the way, to what I think's going on, going on here. The language, the rhythm, the, the sort of superficial taste of it's a little bit different, but basically... It's all heading in the one direction. Comrades, this is it. This is it. Just this is it. Just going back to what you said about uh, enlightenment all be, always being instant. Yeah. Although, uh, for a lot of people, you do get to watch the trailer quite a few times first. <laughs> you get to get little tasters, don't you? Well, uh, if you're lucky, I suppose, yeah. I think some, some, some trailers is not a bad, a bad thing. I mean, I know, I know there, there are some very, very sensible people do say things like, you know, if you, if you were to happen upon the clear light and you weren't ready, you freak out. It does seem impractical to remorselessly refuse any qualification or any, any answer to the question how when there's sort of like no how, you know. Or, or you, 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 your, your how... When somebody asks you how can I do this, it has to be so has to be so minimal to avoid massively misleading somebody. 
no matter how, 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 how saintly, wonderful and compassionate your intention is, it does seem like, like tr- tremendously impractical to just remorsely and refuse it, refuse it, refuse it, refuse it, you know. I mean, the one thing I would say is to, to, to catch this vividly, It's something that requires, like, en- we call energy, you know. I mean, in the the the, the Zogchen, the, the, the uh, in the uh, in the Mahamudra, the thought the thought very often is put forward that this is this is called this type of yoga is called mind yoga, as is like Mahamudra is like a mind yoga, just pure. pure, pure Virtually technicless meditation, nothing elaborate, no mantras, no visualizations, just abiding with the the isness. And it's my mind yoga, and, and, and the, you know, the, 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 the teachers who don't have any scruple about offering practic- practical advice uh, and, and, and are quite willing to risk it say things like, Well, you've got to, you need to do some energy yoga. Otherwise, your mind yoga will be insipid. It will have no sparkle because the energy gives it the sparkle. If there's no energy, if there's if there's not like this abundance of, of free-flowing energy in the organism, the 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 the, yeah, the, the, the natural intelligence, in truth, in practicality, in real life, isn't glimpsed. Let alone, like, abided in, you know. And that, that is the one sort of qualification I sort of fairly... I'm not so uncomfortable making that qualification as some of the others that, that, that people like to make, you know. I mean, and why I have a scruple of being very, very careful about, about, about the qualifications, because ultimately there are none. Is that it, 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 it can so easily turn into a self-made obstacle? You know, little me can't do that. Too hard. Or, oh no, that's a higher teaching. That's a higher teaching. We've got to do. We've got to. We've got to go through a whole lot of asceticism first. You know. And then, and then you're off into the whole kind of life negating bloody trip of of, of torturing yourself, perfecting yourself, all this nonsense. That's why I kind of get a bit cagey about it, because I've seen a lot of that in my life, in my now, sort of quite long life. I've seen a lot of that. Remember I've been sort of engaging with people with this with stuff of this type for the whole of my life. You know? Yeah. So that's why I get a bit sort of unforgiving, really, in, a, in some kind of a sense, you know. And I've been criticised, I say, Pete, you it's a teacher. It's fucking absolutely unforgiving. And he's a communist, <laughs> which of course, if you listen to this very carefully, it's perfectly, perfectly okay to be a communist, you know, <laughs> and to, uh, you know, and to, um, and, 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 and to put to put your efforts behind the Mick Lynches of this world. Because you know? <laughs> I don't think any of this stuff absolves humanity from its practical problems. 
they shouldn't escape from them. If anything, you know, this, this could be a very useful asset to people who are, are very, very deeply engaged with the project of preserving human life for a, perhaps another couple of millennia. You know, which seems to be something that's fairly pressing at the moment. Thank you for coming on this walk with us today. I hope you didn't get too hot as we baked under the... So thank you for coming on this walk with us today. I hope you found it interesting, maybe a little bit useful. I hope you're having a good day wherever you are and we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah. Have a good apocalypse, folks. Over and out.